We are rolling. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? And for uh, this episode, as for all previous, the answer is probably not. Well, I was going to say TBD to be determined. Well, I'm leaning towards now. I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. I'm the other host, and they call me around these parts... Tenant Michael. Now, Mike, have you noticed on some cooler, quote-unquote, podcasts these days, they don't do the whole theme song and, uh, you know, little intro. They just start friggin' talking. They start talking uh, right off the bat. But we have a, a little bit of a higher bar. We've set ourselves. We but have a- maybe we should, should we do the just, you know, the, the podcast starts and then we're just in the middle of a conversation. Starting off dry. Mm. Starting off cold. I don't know. How do you think we'd fare if we did that? Because I, I, I do get lots of compliments from people when I'm out walking around mm. the streets of Toronto. People go, hey, I love the theme song of your podcast. I love the way it's recorded, that high-quality audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you guys have a little catchphrase, you know, the only podcast that has the balls mm. to dot, dot, dot. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how we'd fare. I think the podcast theme is iconic. I think there's a chance. Yeah. You know what? Do you ever go on the, like, you look, go on the uh, YouTube and you'll look up, like, Oh, um, you know, old commercials from the 80s, and you see it, and you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's really nostalgic for me. Yeah. That that podcast theme is going to be nostalgia for someone. For a whole generation. Uh, it'll be up there with the Power Wheels jingle. Remember that? Pow, pow, Power Wheels, pow, pow, Power Wheels, Power Wheels, Power makes it go. And there were these little <laughs> cars that little tots and tykes could drive around in. Um. Well, I don't remember that one. You don't remember that? No. I do. With you saying the word tot, it made me think of, um, what were they called? Tinkle tots. There's lots and lots of tinkle tots. And they were a little plastic baby that you'd fill with water and squeeze their head, and then pee would squirt out of their pee zone. Tinkle tots. I think they were called tinkle tots. Sounds revolting. There's lots and lots of tinkle tots. Yeah, yeah. Made them pee. Wow. There's all sorts of crazy... What, 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 yeah, we could talk about this. Tinkle Tots. It sounds like a very British thing. Uh, a yeah. toy that involves, uh, you know, the gen, uh, genitals. <laughs> because, you know, and no offense to any of our listeners in Great Britain or the Commonwealth, but uh, there seems to be some sort of... I think of Britain as being perverted as a country. <laughs> Am I wrong to say that, you know? No, I think you're right. I think it is. Well, who knows what it is? Because, you know, all these sort of dukes and duchesses and princes, princes, they're probably total. I mean, second week in a row we're talking about this. Yeah. When you're that rich and you can do anything you want, you're totally probably a pervert. The only thrill in life probably is like forbidden Mm. uh, sex. And uh, I hate saying that. It's so true. Well, uh, you know, I believe in the Brett Easton Ellis novel, Less Than Zero. <laughs> right. It's about these uh, jaded Hollywood uh, rich teens who do these dis- depraved things because uh, they're so jaded and get everything they want. Desensitized that, yeah. They get everything they want, so they, they have to they take want. it up a notch and it gets weird. Must be nice. You know, if I became a billionaire, I wouldn't seek out depraved uh, sex. Well, speaking as someone who inherited a giant fortune from my dead uncle, who I didn't even like, who gave me this building that Michael lives in, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say it's great. And you know what? There's no question that I, to get my 
thrills or my jollies, uh, there's no question that I have to take it up several notches higher than you. I feel like you are content with like a cup of soup, you know? Wait, in the talking about in sex? No, I don't. I, mean, I don't life, incorporate Michael. soup. I just like to make it very clear: I do not bring soup into the bedroom when I'm in. You know, when I'm doing that sort of thing. My point is, I feel like you're content with the simple pleasures, whereas I, I just in general. I've got to do crazy crap to be content because of the luxuries of my life. Really? Yeah. Now, is it true you told me that um, Viagra and Cialis no longer work on you? Hell yeah. So what do you have I take to- them every friggin' day. So what do you have to do to get Mr. Johnson uh, up and ready for work? And that's a euphemism. I'm You're not going to believe it. What? Hired actors. I take I pop if I if I want to have an intimate night, yeah. I pop a Viagra. I pop a Cialis. I eat a couple oysters. Okay, and then and my partner, whoever she may be at the time, knows this. If we're gonna, you know, make things interesting in the bedroom, there's gonna be a troop of hired actors acting out scenarios that I need to see to get, you know, aroused. Right. So, what kind of scenarios? Like, is it um. Classic scenes from uh, movies or TV, or, or what are we talking about here? It's whatever thought comes into my mind that day that gets my engine going. Oh, so, God. You know, it could be all sorts of weird things. Like dark thoughts? Sure. Yeah, or just up. weird ones, you know, someone on a pogo stick going like, ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh, look at you, you pervert. Really? I've had an actor do that, yeah, jumping up and down and yelling that, and then I can go, okay, I'm ready to go, baby. And that makes you erect. Wow, yeah. interesting. It's interesting how different people have different sort of uh, bedroom traditions. <laughs> bedroom traditions, yeah. Sounds like a store you'd see in a mall in the 80s. Bedroom traditions. Well, it sounds like a sex shop in a proper, you know, a proper part of town, or a proper age. Yes. Welcome to bedroom traditions. The sex shop that... You know, <laughs> treats you with, you know, a bit of class. The classy sex shop. Everyone who works at Bedroom Traditions is wearing a tuxedo. They have a monocle. Mm. Um, they have, they have like, they offer you tea on a yes. silver platter, but also a, a butt plug. Mm. Yes, come right? in. And would you like a cup of tea? And would you like to see our dildos? <laughs> mm. Um, it's Labor Day. Well, it was Labor Day. Yes, yesterday. Yesterday, a great holiday. Um, that a hard won holiday. Uh, one for us by unions. Who it seems like a stupid ass holiday to me. You want to celebrate that you work? I'd well, rather celebrate not working. Well, it's I called the weekend. Okay, and you know who who uh, who we have to thank for the weekend itself? Unions as well. The eight hour workday. Uh, the end of child labor. Oh, give me a break. That was so overblown. And you know, some people actually think it's good to have a summer job. Right. Well, anyway, we, we, we spent Labor Day together yesterday because I'm still caring for you after your recent um, colonoscopy. Yeah, this actually pisses me off because um, you guys know sometimes Mike and I like to do special shows for holidays. We a did- very special episode. The uh, Landlord and Tenant Pod. Exactly. We did Canada right. Day at a park. We had a great time. Well, until someone wasn't careful with a Roman candle and it uh, basically exploded my whole uh, crotch. Yeah, well, it was. I was careful. We, you bought cheap-ass Roman candles and it took a weird curve. All right. That's what happened. Anyway, 
I was thinking if we're going to do a special Labor Day party episode, let's go to a fucking park. Let's go outside. The summer's almost over. We're in Canada. We only have so much time to go outside. Yeah. And no, 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 no. If you listened last week, you know I had a colonoscopy a couple weeks ago. All went fine. Mike kindly, kind of, offered to Mm -hmm. look after me before and after. Great. I was fine the next day. Mike has insisted Mm. I can't leave his goddamn house because, like, you know, I don't know. I might get hurt or something. Or I'm st- he thinks I'm still sick. I'm fine. You're still not 100%. And um, you're not going anywhere, uh, young man, until you're, you know, you're, you've recuperated completely. I've taken away James's wallet and keys and hidden them somewhere in the house. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're not going outside. I, I thought for, for your health and for my peace of mind, we wouldn't leave uh, my one bedroom It was a week apartment. ago. Yeah. I had a colonoscopy a week ago. I'm right. fine. Well, last week on the episode, you said you were fine, and then you dropped your phone uh, uh, during the recording. So, hmm, were you fine, or oh, were you gosh. actually still severely, uh, you know, out of sorts? Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, because of my upbringing, I like being taken care of, okay? I, I, I can't lie and say I don't enjoy Mike bringing me three meals a day and doing whatever I want. Pampering you. Yeah, and yeah. part of me likes that, but yeah. it's... I'm going to be honest, it's starting to get weird. And on Labor Day, I would have liked to have been outside, frankly, and I can't leave your shithole apartment because you won't let me. I opened a window. And I I enjoy the pampering, but it's getting to be a bit much, and I'm ready to move home. Thank you. Not until um, I've determined that you're, uh, you know, back to... uh 100% 100% again. So anyway, let's let's stop talking about this. <laughs> Labor Day hell, is a man. holiday that means a lot to me because um, working people deserve some time off. And we thought it'd be fun to, in the spirit of Labor Day, talk about some of our uh, work experiences, you know, summer jobs, high school jobs, even adult jobs that mm. we've had uh, that could be possibly a, a good fun source of stories. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what are some of the uh, some of the fun, weird jobs you had, Michael? Well, the f- I don't know how weird it was, <laughs> but I worked at a movie theater in mm. high school uh, in Oshawa, Ontario, mm. and uh, it was a Famous Players movie okay. theater in the Oshawa Center. No longer there, I believe it's been demolished. Mm. And yeah, that was my first uh, job. I started in grade. 10, I believe. Okay, and I believe you... Now, I re, if I recall, that's where you were. Was that where you were on 9-11? No, but we can get to that later. On okay. 9-11, I was uh, working as an usher at uh, the Royal Alexandria Theater uh, while Mamma Mia was playing. And that morning, uh, 9-11 happened, and uh, we all thought, all of the ushers who worked there were like, oh, obviously there's no way... They will go ahead with tonight's scheduled performance of Mamma Mia. But you know what? They did. They did go ahead. Wow. And so they, the cast performed to a mostly empty theater, except a few tour buses full of uh, Texas tourists who were very freaked out that their country was being <laughs> invaded and destroyed. And also the cast seemed visibly shaken uh, while performing classic hits like um, Honey Honey, uh, Fernando, and of course Dancing Queen. And they... Preempted, well, like they before the actual show began, they held a moment of silence and dimmed the lights <laughs> for the victims of 9 11 just before the orchestra kicked off with the overture of Mamma Mia. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. What did we call it at the time? We didn't say 9 11 right away. We called did it we? that thing that happened this yeah. morning. <laughs> the thing we don't want to 
talk about. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. That's a wild story. Imagine um, imagine going to Mamma Mia the night of uh, of 9-11. I wouldn't listen to ABBA for a full month after 9-11. <laughs> you couldn't. Too many you bad couldn't listen to ABBA at that time of yeah. time of the, the world. Yeah. Where where were you at 9-11? Were you working? Were you a student? I was in my first week of university. I was in my first week of university. And uh, in my sort of residence, it was on TV, and oh boy, we were all talking about it. Right. And that, uh, it was, I think, that day where I first met my friend and uh, comedian David Deneen Porter. I think we you met, met on 9-11. Yeah, I think we met on 9-11 or the day after. Right. And he uh, now is in LA, and he was a writer on The Late Late Show. And he has a beard, from what I understand. Yeah, follow him on Instagram. He has a beard. I say a shout out to him, but I really don't think he listens. Do you think he, back then on 9-11... He would have been able to predict that all these years later, he'd have a great big bushy beard. <laughs> yeah, he had a beard in university. Okay. So, and he used to grow his hair long and his beard long, and then would shave both, I remember. Oh, you don't get guys like that uh, uh, very often. And him and I first started bonding because we both loved Weezer. This was 2001. Right. Okay, so we were... You know, talking about like Pinkerton B-sides. Now, can I ask? I've, I've mm. heard about this phenomenon that happened in uh, like uh, dorm rooms mm-hmm. and at colleges and universities in the wake of 9-11 that everyone was so freaked out mm-hmm. that they thought the world was going to end and that we were like under attack mm. that uh, people got horny and people had, you know, more sex than usual. I mean, mm. I'm not going to sit here and say people aren't boning in, in dorm rooms all the time in university, but apparently... It went through the roof, the number of hookups, because everyone was like, well, we could be dying. It's like the whole, like, would you, you know, have sex if your plane was going down kind of thing. Wow, that's a great question. Well, you know, I had a girlfriend. Did you benefit from that? No, I had okay. a girlfriend at the time, so I wasn't... Uh, but actually, I would, I'm would. i going to say no. I don't think that happened. I don't really? think that. I don't think that's actually true. Maybe... I feel like when you see, like, you know, oh, Arizona State University or something, these right. American schools, it feels like all these sort of... So nine gentlemen with the uh, popped collars and <laughs> babes are having sex yeah, here in Canada. I don't think people are doing it. So what college do you go to at U of T? Victoria. So Vic- at Victoria College, nine mm. eleven didn't make everyone horny. No, interesting. Not as far as I know, but I really don't think so. You'll have to. I'm sure there's a Victoria College Facebook group. It might be worth it just popping <laughs> that question uh, yeah. in the forum. Hey, is it just like I'm just curious. Did anyone get horny during 9-11? Do you, like, if you were on a plane and it was going down, do you think you'd go, well, maybe I'll have a roll in the hay if knowing anyone's my, up for it? Knowing my luck, if that happened, I probably wouldn't be able to get uh, Mr. Uh, Johnson up and ready for work. Well, How that's would you explain that? Ple- that's a lot of pressure. Imagine you look at, at your partner and you're like, uh, honestly, this doesn't happen very often. And then she goes, and it's never going to happen again because the plane's crashing. And then everyone laughs as the Ow. plane makes impact with the <laughs> earth. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 9-11, you were first year, first week. Yes, it was my first. And actually, I had a class that day. I think I remember thinking, well, the class will be canceled. Nope. And it was a weird science class I had to take called the Magic of Light or something. And it was all about light. And our teacher was like 80 and didn't mention 9-11 at all. And it was like three hours after it happened. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't think it was that big of a deal. Did you think when 9-11 happened that there were going to be more? Like, I remember thinking, holy shit. 
you know, maybe in another two months, there's going to be like some other crazy thing. But it didn't really happen. That was kind of it. Yeah. There was, I remember on the news watching when 9-11 happened and some guy said on CNN, he's like, we're, this is unconfirmed, but we have reports that there's like eight more planes in the sky. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God. We're but de- it didn't happen. I just remember that everyone thought that Toronto was going to be the next yeah. uh, target, which is so uh, arrogant. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you'd have to be a pretty... Pretty shitty terrorist to, uh, to target <laughs> Toronto. Like hey, come on. No, man. no, no. I say that with love. I mean, there are much bigger and more uh, historically important cities than Toronto that, uh, you know, certainly Osama bin Laden could have targeted uh, other than Toronto. Like what? Uh, Cincinnati? Does it, no, does the name Paris, France, oh, or come Rome, on. Italy oh. mean anything to you? We're, we're as worthy of... As those cities of Bin Laden's ire? Come well, on. maybe now that the Raptors have won, and <laughs> now that we have Drake in the weekend, but ba- you have to remember, this was before all that. Well, that's true. Kind of a right. lull. Because, yeah. yeah, Toronto in the 90s had Mike Myers, Bare Naked Ladies, the Blue Jays <laughs> World Series. Toronto in the 90s had it going on. 2000s? Not a lot going yeah. on. Now, yeah, we got Drake and the Raptors, but... We've got... Uh, yeah, 2001, I don't think we had any, but like Our Lady Peace, no one's going to, you know... Yeah. Imagine that. Uh, a Like an Al-Qaeda, one of those videos they make where there's a guy sitting cross-legged <laughs> with an AK-47 saying like, we are attacking your city because of Mike Myers and um, <laughs> uh, bare-naked ladies. I mean, that's, that's uh, ludicrous, even as the words come ludicrous. out of my mouth. Yeah. Anyway, so how was the movie theater job? Was it fun? Did you get to watch? Uh, <laughs> did you get to watch movies for free? I got to, you know, stand in the back during especially late night showings Ooh. and watch a good portion of, of some movies. Uh, I was, uh, you know, a roaming um, usher. I was also a ticket taker. This is fascinating uh, podcasting right now. And I would occasionally work behind the concession stand, selling oh hot dogs and popcorn and and uh, glossettes and chocolate bars. Wow. When's the last time you ordered a... People would come in and order full meals of this disgusting, barely cooked food. When's the last time you got like a hot dog and with every with like the works or like a big nacho tray or like a hamburger at the movies? Wow. Uh, I re- remember getting a Burger King McChicken sometimes <laughs> at the Scotiabank Theater, but not a long time. Probably not in 15 years. Because I, I, I had someone who worked there. I don't think that the... Health and safety standards were up to like the standard at any normal fast food place. Like it just wasn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you get popcorn when you when you go to the movies? I never get popcorn. Mm. They say eating a bag of buttered popcorn at the movies is like eating four Big Macs or something messed up. The hell? Yeah, what the hell? That's like it. Also makes me think of you know smart food. Yeah, it's not even good for you. It's bad for you. And they, they trick you. I used to think when I was younger that that's like good for you because they call it smart food and it's popcorn. Right. So you're like, oh, yeah, it's smart to eat. It's no, like how, they just call it smart food. Smart food. It's like how in high school I thought that sun chips were very, not only not like not only a healthy alternative to regular chips, but that they were actually very good for you. Yeah, same idea. Right. Yeah, we've been fooled by marketing. Mad Men, dude. Oh, God. Imagine when they do a reboot of Mad Men, but uh, it's set in the 90s. Yeah, you know what? Reboot it an episode. The pilot should be about sun chips and smart food. <laughs> and fucking Don Draper's being like, oh, this will trick him. And instead of drinking, what, Manhattans or uh, Old Fashions and smoking? kale salad, probably. Or, or 
I was going to say, like, what's a 90s drug? Like, uh, ecstasy mm. because of, uh, you know, rave culture and mm. uh, mad Chester. Do people still I uh, do, do people still talk about ecstasy all the time? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Damn. People are always talking about ecstasy. Huh. Did you um in high school ever go to a rave? Never. Now, now this has nothing to do with Labor Day, but I'm going to ask it. Sorry. Did you ever go to a rave? No, I never did. I never did. Okay. Um Would you go to one now? Um you know, um, I've, I mean, I've considered throwing raves at my place. Um, I can picture you with a baby uh, soother in your mouth and white gloves and, you know, dancing. Yeah. I mean, I go to a rave. What the hell? What the hell? Have you ever, ever been to a rave? I've never been to a rave, no. Two guys who've never been to a rave, the podcast. I like it. Maybe we'll rebrand this one. Mm. I mean, it's as good of an idea as the one we're already going with. <laughs> So we've talked about you witnessing 9-11 as a student. Mm. What were your summer jobs in high school or, or college? Or uh... I had a job uh, for a company called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Oh, a Canadian success story. Yeah. If there ever was one. And uh, basically, if, if uh, you have some stuff you want to get rid of, you call the company and then we come over, throw the junk in the truck. Right charge you and get out of there and we're not talking about like a coffee cup or like uh no way. a potato chip bag wrapper mm-hmm. uh you know you know beds couches heavy crap big stuff yeah and i i did it in calgary i had family out there so i went for a summer what yeah and i worked in calgary you worked for 100 got junk in calgary yes i had no idea well why would i tell you what was it like uh doing that in calgary because I, I imagine the junk you have you know with all these cowboys mm. and oil men, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a little different than the junk you'd see in Toronto. Well, I was, uh, you know, I think I was seen in the crew as a real Toronto <laughs> snob. And uh, you kind of get paired with another guy. Oh, boy. So I get paired with these Calgary dudes. Right. Rough, rough Well, stuff. some of them were. I remember this one guy I got paired with. I mean, I don't know his last name. I won't say it. But his first name was Dustin. Mm. And he was kind of a country bumpkin. Right. Shall we say? And I remember uh, we were driving on the Deerfoot or something, <laughs> and there's a car with a spoiler in the back, like a big spoiler, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's that? And he was like, you don't know what a spoiler is? Like, he was disturbed that I didn't know what a spoiler was. Wow. And then him and I went to Subway and had lunch. Oh, boy. What did this guy eat? This is true. He's like, I'll get a, you know, whatever, a Italian BMT sub, you know, so they put all the meat on. And then this is what he says. I remember this. This is like 2001 or something. <laughs> and uh, so, so he gets a sandwich. And then the guy says to the Subway sandwich artist, I'll take pepper, salt, and put a disgusting amount of mayonnaise on it. That's what he said. And the guy behind... For my food that I'm going to eat. Yeah. Wow. Let's make it disgusting. And the guy, the sandwich artist, goes, okay, and starts squirting a lot of mayonnaise. And oh. he's like, no, 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 more. And then he's like, just cut the bag and squeeze it and drape it over. This is what this fucking guy Dustin says. Was he a, a bigger man or was he... Yeah. He was... You know okay. when he's like big but strong? But he looked like a mole. Running through his... He looked like a mole. I don't know how, how else okay. to put it. 
I hope he isn't listening to this. Wow. Oh, I feel like he doesn't have the internet. <laughs> That's the truth. Wow. So you got paired with this man who just likes to drink mayonnaise. Yeah. Essentially. And then I remember it was his first day and I had been there a couple of times <laughs> and we kind of went in a, uh, a run with the boss. And uh, the first place we go to, um, this is in front of the boss. Like this is his brain. So the first place we go to, um, we 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 take some garbage and put it in the truck, and we're like, you know, that'll be, um, you know, two hundred dollars or something. And then the guy Dustin goes to the customer. Just so you know, that's a crazy price to take garbage. Like you could just put this in your truck and go to the dump. And he said this in front yeah, of the boss. But in his dumb brain, this is like a normal thing to say on your first day. And the boss had to be like. Dude, don't say this is a crazy thing to spend when they're buying it from you, you idiot. Sounds like someone had mayo in his brain. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. What the hell? Wow. I'm trying to remember other stuff about do, good old Dustin. Do you know, I, mean, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but do you know what the initials BMT stand for in, no. the, in the famous Subway sub? No. Bigger, meatier, tastier. <laughs> How do you know that? Because I once asked a guy who, like, uh, a sandwich artist, what it meant, and he told me with, like, with pride what it what it stood That's for. That's actually a cool thing to ask, and a cool thing to make them tell you. Yeah, I I encourage our listeners to do that next time they're in Subway. Ask a question. Don't when you're in Subway. Can't stress this enough. Ask questions. Ask about the sandwiches. Ask about the ingredients. You know, they want they want to know. They want you to to ask. I feel like. When I was uh, 16 to 24, I went to Subway once a week, and I think I've never been since. Like, maybe once when I had to. Yeah. It's disgusting. I Am I wrong? A lot in my early 20s. I'll go maybe once every three months these days. You still go? Maybe once every six months. I don't want to pigeonhole myself But it's got to stank. It's got to stank. But you know what? Sometimes you just... Um, you need There's stank. No options. You need stank to keep the motor running. Yeah. You, yeah? you need a bit of stank in you. Huh. That's what? interesting, Mike. Do you uh, do you ever did you ever go to Quiznos? Oh yeah, I used to I, get the tuna. I got the tuna, and they had, I believe, they would put like a jalapeno pepper on top of your sub, like speared mm. through, Mama, mm, and served in a basket as if you were a king mm. being served his meal in, instead of at Subway, where they just wrap it in paper and put it in a bag. Yeah, I know. It was the trifecta. Quiznos, Subway, Mr. Sub. And I think Mr. Mr. Sub, Sub is only Canadian. It is. Is Quiznos in America? I think it is. I hope for Americans' sake it is. And I remember, so Mr. Sub is, unlike at least Subway, you can get mushrooms on your sub. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. The Canadian way. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I remember when uh, Quiznos first came to Canada... Uh, they got Don Cherry to do the ads. So, you know, I remember that, that a guy that all Canadians love mm. an old man. He crosses all political divisions, <laughs> yeah. uh, age divisions. And, uh, yeah, they got grapes to, uh, promote, uh, Quiznos. Mm. So that's a little fun fact for, uh, any listeners, uh, who don't remember that. That's going to stand when I do the next, uh, best of, we're going to put that <laughs> little clip in there. Now I recently, um, Sort of uh, lightly made fun of you for telling a story 
and I said, oh, you should go on The Moth and tell that story. Yeah. And you, your face turned beet red because you were angry at me. But maybe I should Didn't nominate turn. myself to do The Moth <laughs> and just tell the story of how Don Cherry used to do Quiznos ads. We should do a segment of worst stories told <laughs> on the podcast and string them all together. <laughs> My story about being in Hamilton would be in there. Your, um, your story you just told would be in there. Uh, the story about my grand, my great grandmother. Uh, oh, I got the details wrong, and I said that she read her father uh, Napoleon's obituary, but it was actually Queen Victoria's obituary. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was good. That's that was good. good. All, right, all right, thank you, thank you. Um, hmm. what's the worst? Um. What's the worst like tummy trouble you ever got from a fast food place? Wow, wow, wow! Was it Taco Wee-wa. Bell? Was it? A, was it? Uh... Ooh, oh boy! I mean, that's a really good question. Do you Mickey have anything? D's? Mickey D's. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy! Oh, I know what it is. It's not really fast food, but this is a fact about me. I don't think it's ever going to change. It's a hundred percent accuracy. If I eat butter chicken, <laughs> you might not want to be around me for about an hour. Because okay. I'm going to be going to the bathroom and it's not going to be good. All right. I can't eat that stuff. You can't eat that stuff. It's delicious. It's, in, it's delicious. But my reaction to it is instant and not good. <laughs> well, then you shouldn't accompany our friend Chris Locke uh, <laughs> when he goes to... Uh, Mother India or one of the many restaurants he loves he Indian food. I wonder if he listens to this because you know what? We have lots of we're so grateful for them. We have lots of I mean, great listeners and we get all these downloads. We're so grateful. Yeah. I wonder if Chris d- does. I wonder if our friends listen. I mean, I know. Oh, God, you're just giving me a panic attack. What if we're just deluding ourselves? Well, in a way, that's better. We're, there are people who don't know us who think, right. oh, these two have got something going here. Right. I mean, I'd love to be, you know, played in a. You know, in a truck, the two working men in Calgary are listening mm. to our podcast <laughs> instead of these, you know, uh, urban showbiz elites. You know, yeah, I want to yeah. be the podcast for the people. I will say, when I had the job in Calgary, there were some, shall we say, hillbillies working there. Okay. But also a couple of, you know, uh, nerdy types. Right. The, the best guy who I worked with was a, I want to say he was a, he was like a, an online RPG like moderator or something <laughs> like he'd create the stories in some online Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing. Right. And I, I another guy I remember, uh, I don't remember much about him except that he was a nerd and he had a really bad tattoo of a lion's head on his bicep that he should not have gotten. Okay. Imagine like a nerd, you know, having a lion tattoo and you're just going, oh boy, that's a misstep. <laughs> you think he was overcompensating? Maybe. Uh, and then right. I remember he made a joke about Echo the Dolphin from Sega Genesis. You don't joke about Echo the you Dolphin. You don't. You don't joke about politics. You don't joke about religion. You, you don't, don't joke, joke about, about Echo the Dolphin. I was talking to my younger brother recently about Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, this could also be a, a part of the the great stories we've told on the podcast. That's the end of the story. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, I think we should do this. Mm-hmm. The worst, the, the worst stories ever told. <laughs> That'd be good. Worst moments. Um, there was a man. So here's another story from high school. I worked at a video store. Okay. Uh, for anyone younger than uh, uh. 25, there used to be these things called video stores. Uh, <laughs> Blockbuster video, yeah. Rogers video in, mm-hmm. in, in Canada. Total video. Total? I've never heard of total. Where was that? <laughs> well, I didn't mean to say it that way. In Orangeville, there was a place called Total Video. Did they have everything, if you know what I mean? 
I don't know. Right. Probably. Okay. Anyway, uh, I worked at Rogers Video in uh, in Whitby, Ontario. Uh, just one town over from where I went to high school. So you had your sights set on showbiz right away. You worked at a movie theater and you worked at <laughs> video Rogers store. Video. Yeah. Just like Quentin Tarantino. I cut my teeth working in a video store. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a uh, a man who would come in basically every shift I worked who drove himself to the store and drove himself back home and he would always rent... Uh, I mean, Mike, already this is insane. So, well, wait, He drove that, himself that, to the store well, and that, drove home? That detail's oh, important. Oh, boy. The detail's important because he would come in and he was a grown man and he would always rent the wrestling video games or wrestling <laughs> videos and he had... He was mentally... Um, what is the term you use these days? Well, challenge. He was mentally... Mentally... Uh, we get it. Yes. But... He drove himself to and from the store unaccompanied. I mean... And that is why I mentioned that detail. You know, I don't know what the protocol is there, but I can see why that <laughs> stuck in your memory. What? And he would often ask oh, out for the same... Uh, my friend Jen, who worked there, every time he came in, he would ask her out. And she would always politely but you know firmly turn him down but well, uh, full credit he never gave up <laughs> he always asked her out boy oh boy right man well hey i mean he was persistent he was persistent yes wow never what a great up. memory of roger's video in the 90s yeah Oshawa. that could be a a mini series absolutely oh, we got cbc gem might you know. uh crave sure um you know, comedynetwork.ca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm trying to, I don't know if I have any other good work uh, stories. I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think. I once applied to work at a record store here in Toronto, and I thought that I would stand out by putting my top five albums on my resume, and uh, I never heard back from them. <laughs> that's funny. So this was like early twenties. Yeah. Yes. So you're th- trying to. Do you remember what they were? They're probably, they were like probably the Strokes, yeah. like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Whoa! Did you guys check out this resume? This kid dropped off. Uh, who is this guy? He likes Bob Dylan and the Strokes. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's good. I think I probably threw in like a wild card one to like. Uh, mm. I don't know, like. Um, Madonna. Madonna. Madonna, possibly, yeah. I remember. Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. What's his name now? Yusuf Islam. Ooh, okay. But he performs still as the name, under the name Cat Stevens. So he just converted to. Uh, so Bob Islam. Dylan converted to Christianity? He certainly Cat did. Cat Stevens converted to Islam. Yeah, yeah. Wonder if we'll ever convert as a as a as a duo, but continue doing the podcast. Yeah, what religion are you thinking of? Because I think, uh, well, ethnically, culturally, at least, we're uh, Catholic, <laughs> okay. right? What if we so, convert to Protestantism or or mm, Judaism? Oh, Judaism could be cool. Imagine this. Welcome. You're listening to the Landlord and Tenant Podcast, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be friends? By the way, we're Jewish now. <laughs> That's good. Or or Protestant now. Yeah. Yeah, the only podcast that asks the question, can a landlord and tenant be friends? <laughs> I think it's okay to say that. Are you allowed to do that voice? Uh, I think so. All right. 
Um, I, I'm into it. Why not? Let's change it up. We've had a good chunk of time in this uh, religion. Let's it would also get us a little ink uh, <laughs> in the press. Like, podcasting duo makes history as the first... First ones to, as a team, convert to a new religion. Oh, yeah. Oh, they would eat that up. Oh, we're Jehovah's me? Witness now. We get the number of tweets, retweets we get on that? Absolutely. Jehovah's Witnesses, that's a good one. Yeah, we're Jehovah's Witnesses now. Now, that's not going to change what we talk about, although we mm. won't uh, stand for the national anthem, and we're not celebrating our birthdays anymore. They don't? No. What? Because I think the only person you're supposed to celebrate oh, is Jesus. Jesus. So imagine telling that to your six-year-old kid who's like, why can't I have a what cake? Is, what is the a- damn upside of joining those? Like, I get it. It's, it's you know, helpful to be like, oh, when I die, this happens. Like, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, but what the hell is the point of all the restrictions? What good is that doing you? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be like Bill Hicks over here. No, you, I think you're but, doing a great. But it is confusing to me why it's like, that sounds great. Let's not have any birthdays and we can't drink or do anything fun. Um, and then, you know. It's, I guess it's to, to give the full spotlight to you know who, and to not be so JC, not be so arrogant as to think that you can even you know that you're even in the same league as him, where mm. you can you know you know do the kinds of things that only God should do, you know, wearing a party hat and having some cake, <laughs> <laughs> loot bags. That's the kind of stuff that only God should do. Mm. Wow, that's a good yeah. Like that's a what the hell, man. Our religion, Catholicism, mm. doesn't have any hard or heavy rules um, regarding, you know, uh, stuff on your head. Hats. No. Helmets. The Jewish religion, they have head pieces. Headgear. Uh, Islam. People can wear mm-hmm. wear mm-hmm. things on their heads. Uh, well, we got, oh, the Pope wears a wacky hat. We all know you that. Know so we don't do it, but the guy at the top certainly mm-hmm. wears enough on his head for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's why the hats are big. Yeah. He's wearing a hat for all whatever one billion Catholics. There's a billion Catholics? I think so. For some reason, I always felt like there weren't as many, like, you know, sort of uh, Christian-y, other Maybe I'm thinking Christian. I mean, there's probably, there's definitely a a billion. I always felt like there weren't, because we're Catholics, or where are the Catholics from? Ireland and uh, France and Italy? Italy? I don't know, man. I went to Catholic high school. Right. But you know what's funny? It was like, not religious at all. Like, we had to take a religion class, but it was like nothing. It was like... Yeah. No, but, like, you would have been made fun of if you were, like, religious in my high school. Like, if you actually were like, oh, God said this. Like, people would be like, shut the fuck up. It wasn't like that. So I also went to a Catholic high school. And, yeah, people weren't, like, pious. But there was kind of, like, um, like boneheaded, just, like, full acceptance of, like, yes, all of the things the church is against, I am also against. Really? And, uh, yeah. It's weird because my friends in uh, went to the public high school, right? And there were like born again kids, yeah, and, yeah. And and, and there was like a thing there, yeah. And at least in my high school, the Catholic one, there was nothing like that. Like only the losers were really religious. <laughs> and uh, but that's interesting. I guess it was different at yours. Do you think that because all the just to tie this to you know bring this around to uh, having anything to do with Labor Day? Mm. Do <laughs> priests or cardinals or? Uh, what, brothers, whatever, friars, whatever you are in the Catholic Church, mm. do they have a union? Can they go on strike and say, we're not uh, giving out the Eucharist this week until we get a raise or until, you know, it's uh, there's a better safety standards in the church? I almost slipped on a, p- a puddle of holy water the other day. <laughs> That's a great question. Imagine How priests- much do those guys get paid? Do they get paid? They must. 
I think they get paid pretty well. Really? No, I don't know. We should find out how much a vow, get paid. You take a vow of poverty when you become a priest, which that is like, sucks. if you're applying for a job and one of the conditions is you have mm. to take a literal vow of poverty. And celibacy. You might, yeah, and celibacy. So it's like, hey, you have to be poor and never have sex ever. You might want to think about uh, taking that job. Yeah, maybe go right? to dental school. Yeah. Like dentists uh, get to do a lot of money. Dentists are freaks. They're drowning in... You know what? Uh, mm-hmm. Money and... Mm. Yeah, the other thing. Yeah. Well, what do you think they do when they are gassing people? Knocking them out for an hour. Oh, God, oh, let's have a little looky down here. <laughs> That's what they do, man. That's why you get into being a dentist. But imagine going, like, getting, like, uh, Sunday morning, you get dressed in your Sunday best, you get the family, you know, out the door mm-hmm. to go to church, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get there, it's a bunch of priests... Uh, who are blocking the doors of the church and they're they've got <laughs> pl- placards and they're yeah. like hey hey ho ho Catholic <laughs> Church has got to go and then you can't go to church because they're like yeah and then yeah like a, a a replacement priest tries to cut through the lines and yeah. like you fucking scab. Or the church sends in strike breakers or like, uh, you know, yeah, the to truce. beat up the, tr- the priests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doof, doof, doof. This could be a good movie. That's a really good movie. Priests on Strike. This ain't your mama's priests. <laughs> and I wonder if this movie would, you know, have to deal with some of the unsavory stuff that yeah. goes on in the Catholic Church. You know what? This is a real basic observation on my part. Go ahead. Let these guys get married and date. What the hell is wrong with you? Why the hell? No no wonder there's some weirdos. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not not to be uh, too hot. I give too many hot takes here. but This is a controversial like, opinion if, you're expressing. If there's yeah. people who are like, oh, good, I could never experience love with someone. Maybe they're repressing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes. That's, you know, come yeah, on. Yeah, you're having all these. What a dumb rule. Poor, like pent up freaks. Mm. Having you can't kids. express. Yeah. You aren't allowed. And they've got no money to make, to add insult to injury. They're impoverished. These priests who are ruining children's lives. All these poor men. Literally poor. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> did you ever have oh. a religious um, phase as a very young kid like I did? And you were like, I would maybe want to be a priest. And then it passes. Wow. Again. No, I mean. <sighs> when I was I like th- in grade one or two, I was like, maybe I'll be religious. Wow. That's interesting. No, I think I never... I think I never really, it, it's a weird thing where I, I never really took it seriously, but it never really bothered me too much because it never, I was never pushed on me. Even though I went to Catholic school, it was kind of right. just like, cause it's, you know, a school and, uh, gotta learn something. You know, my family wasn't like ardently anti-religious, but they also weren't religious. So it was kind of like, right. I never really was, I never actually honestly never really think about it very much, <laughs> but I know for some people who was pushed on them. It's a real hot button topic. I certainly never considered being a priest. That's amazing. <laughs> I just just to clarify, this was I'm talking that I, I considered being a priest when I was in first or second grade. Right, uh, not a moment beyond that. Uh, it would I, a guy I went to high school with who was like sort of like a heartthrob to the girls. They all loved him. Yeah, and he was like a star in the school plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like on the student council. Uh, he did become a priest. Wow, what a waste. Yeah, and he had a very attractive girlfriend in high school, and I was wondered, what's up, man? What's up? Because I just, you know what I mean. He must have seen like 
Maybe he saw 9-11 happen up close and it ruined him. Maybe something traumatic happened and he had to become a priest. You know, because that's the only way I can uh, see that happen. That's wild. So he was like popular Mr. Hot Guy and eh, maybe I'll be a priest. And he went nuts for, for Jesus. Wow. Do you remember wild. when the Pope came to Toronto in like the early 2000s for I Catholic do. World Youth Day? I do. And they, they didn't plan it properly. And all the biggest nerd teens in the world converged in Toronto to see the Pope. <laughs> it was like every nerd from nerd. every corner of the earth, every Catholic nerd. Yeah. And then there was a problem with the plumbing at the event <laughs> and a bunch of sewage, of Catholic sewage, like uh, ended up spilling like in a neighborhood in Toronto. Like it came up through the pipes. And then that didn't happen the next year when the Rolling Stones played. So the Stones had better like infrastructure than Catholic World Youth Day. Wow. Oh, for SARS stock? For SARS stock. I was thinking about SARS stock the other day. I don't know if people from not from Toronto remember this, but in the early 2000s, like maybe <laughs> 02, Toronto got hit with the, the, the disease SARS, was which was like, a thing then. Was it like a bird flu or some yeah. sort of pig? It was like a scary thing, flu? people thought, SARS. Yeah. And then everyone uh, was wearing masks on yeah. the streets. And then, like, I guess it hurt the economy here. So <laughs> the Rolling Stones, who I guess have an affinity for Toronto because they yeah. would practice here and stuff, and ACDC and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, they all did a concert to benefit the city. I didn't go. I had tickets, but I didn't go. Did you go? I didn't go. My, there was like a hundred thousand people there. Or something. My younger brother went. Mm, uh, Patrick Sarstock. Yes, Maybe I shouldn't say his name. And uh, oh, he, he'd be happy to be mentioned. And. Uh, he, he he said that ACDC were better than the Rolling Stones, which seems to be the uh, opinion of anyone who, who saw that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I watched but on TV. I do remember, though, Mick Jagger, they, they made a soundbite out of him on stage in front of the world going, Toronto's back, baby! <laughs> <laughs> to encourage tourists That's to come cool. to Toronto. That's nice that they did that. I remember that because originally it was going to be the Rolling Stones and ACDC, and then Justin Timberlake happened to be in town and was sort of yeah. in a nice way like, hey, I, I'd love to jump on and help. And people threw... And people hated it. Water bottles like, and cans at him. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't rock and roll. Well, even though he was donating his time. Yeah, he was like way bigger than any of these old farts. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, boo. And this was like sexy back era. Oh, yeah. You know, Prime when was, time. You know. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. He got abused. I watched. Stage. I watched on TV, and I remember Ralph Ben Mergy was the host <laughs> of the TV coverage. And I remember watching it, and he did a really long, weird interview with sort of a babe in the crowd. And I remember thinking, dude, are you just hitting on this woman on TV for like five minutes? Why do I? Why do I? He just kept talking to this woman about how he, how she's enjoying the show. Well, maybe Ben Murgy. Maybe, maybe you're reading too much to into his behavior. Maybe nah, it might be. Maybe Ben Murgy was just doing his job and uh, you know making the best of a what was probably a chaotic situation. A hundred thousand people in a field. You're right. What is that? Uh, Downsview Park. Downsview Park. <laughs> and so Sarstock had rock fans, and none of their sewage. Spilled th- up through the pipes um, in a way that Catholic World Youth sewage did. That was in the same place, huh? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad we finally got around to discussing SARS. Because yes, yes. the people who listen to this from Toronto, that's a scar that runs deep. It does run deep. And we, you know, um, it's important we addressed it. it took 116 episodes. We finally we addressed got there. it. <laughs> addressed it. Um, did you ever wear a mask uh, no. during SARS? Hell no. Okay. Did you? 
I did not know. No, but it's you always, saw. You did see people. It was yeah. a thing for a little couple of weeks there. You still sometimes do see people riding the subway, mm. and this isn't this isn't just a Toronto thing, but in any big city, sometimes you see people walking around wearing medical masks, and it's very. Uh, uh, disconcerting and it gives yeah. me anxiety because yeah and also is that really doing much yeah come on come on i don't know maybe it is maybe these people never get sick yeah but you're gonna expose yourself to stuff that's right you're supposed to let uh kids eat a certain amount of dirt and germs yeah build you're supposed up. to give your kids some dirt you're supposed to feed your kids dirt you are i think i've read that that that's like a remedy mm-hmm. people eat dirt Maybe like, like home, homeopathic type people. You know what I mean? Would that be something that listeners would be interested in us doing? Hear me out here. It sounds okay. a little crazy. Mm-hmm. You and me sit down and eat some dirt on a podcast to build up our immune systems. Yeah, I'm up for it. All right. I'm up for getting a little freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other jobs you want to talk about? God, I'm trying to think. And I don't mean HJ or BJ, okay. just to keep your mind out of the okay. gutter. Well, um, I mean, in uh, you know my early 20s, I got a job with Nike. The shoe company. Not to brag. And um, I was a host okay. of, uh, they, they did a 10K run. <laughs> and I was a host of the, they sort of did a bunch of lead up. Prep runs and yes. then the big run, and I was one of the hosts. So you were the Ralph Ben Murgy, uh, basically, of the Nike run. And I had never really run before, and they gave me all this free gear. It was the best. Wow. New running shoes, running pants, <laughs> sweatshirts. And truth be told, this was like 15 years ago, and I just wrote the running shoes like this year. Wow. Yeah. High quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, get to meet any big, famous people in the Nike world? I Nike met Jack celebrity. Armstrong, the Raptors announcer. Get at one of the sort of press conferences. And what's his famous catchphrase? Get that garbage out of here! Imagine if Bernie Sanders became... Uh, he joined Jack, yeah. um, and they both did the commentary for a Raptors oh, game. Oh, very New York. Mike, you do a good Bernie Sanders. You were doing it earlier. Oh, come on. Yeah, you were doing so, it. So imagine Bernie Sanders is doing color commentary for a Raptors game. And the, oh, hold on, uh, set set up a, a play for me. Um, um, maybe like uh, you know, Kyle Lowry with a three pointer is good. And uh, um, or a slam dunk. It's a it's a uh, it's a slam dunk. <laughs> that, that was good. I feel that I um got too pressured and I didn't. Sorry, deliver. it's hard to do impressions under pressure. But um, that was pretty good. What <clears throat> do you, do you think that? Do you think Donald Trump would make a good color commentator oh. for a Raptors? Because I don't like him. I don't think I, I, don't I wouldn't if, like that. I don't know if I could do a Trump. That shot. That shot was very bad. No, that's bad. That was you no. Know, this is good. We, we shouldn't cut this out of this episode. <laughs> do you know who does a great Donald Trump? Baldwin. Alec, Alec Baldwin. But also Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, and also <laughs> Mark Critch. <laughs> Twenty-two yeah. minutes. He, it's a popular impression to do. It's I, now I so everyone is like Baldwin is the best Trump. Mm. I say no. I keep I think Critch is a better Trump, and I'll tell you why. Because he adds a little bit of Newfoundland flavor to his Donald Trump. So speaking of Trump, yes, he's doing crazy stuff lately. Oh, absolutely bonkers! He saying he wants to buy Greenland. What's he thinking? Could you imagine? Buying Greenland? Would you want Canada to buy Greenland? Should we get in the bidding? Let's buy Green. Let's let's outbid him, 
And Greenland goes to the man in the blue shirt. Mm. Going once, going twice. But isn't Greenland melting? So he'd be, he'd be yeah. like buying a popsicle on a hot day, but paying a lot of money for it. <sighs> Sucker. You know? Sucker's game. You're just going to have Literally, because you suck a popsicle. You suck a popsicle. What's your favorite flavor of popsicle? Mm. I like Astro. Uh, what's Astro? Isn't that the red, white, and oh, blue one? Oh, okay. Well, very patriotic. Mm-hmm. I like, you know what I buy from Loblaws? I'm not going to lie. I buy these yogurt. Ugh. Oh, they're good. Kefir yogurt Ugh. pops and ooh, mama, they're good. Uh, I'm going to pass on that, please. Uh, I don't want that. Hmm. Oh, boy. So this has been a red hot, high energy <laughs> Labor Day uh you know, episode where we're looking back at some of our uh, funnest and scariest uh, memories from working jobs. And a couple of detours along the way. Yeah. Which... But, you know, uh, as John Lennon once said, life is what happens while you're making plans. Ah, uh, I love uh, Lennon. Well, listen, Mike, um, I pr- look, I appreciate through my procedure that oh. you have oh, it's nothing. been a... It's nothing pal and you've helped me get through it but nursed you back to life like a sick little kitten i found under a car uh, um but the truth is Mm -hmm. um i've been here a week and uh i like getting pampered like i said but okay it's gotten i like pampering weird and i want to go home and i don't want to see you anymore (laughs) (laughs) even though mm -hmm. it's been fun having kind of a free butler i don't i want to leave nice try mr sneaky but you're not going anywhere until i've determined that you have fully recovered from your colonoscopy because i'm still in bed i don't know if this is obvious i'm in bed i've been in bed for the last two episodes in mike's bed and i've been standing over you um at the foot of the bed yeah (laughs) and uh, let me tell you guys and that includes Midnight to 8 a.m. Like, you've been 24 hours. I'm keeping watch. Like I'm, uh, are yeah. you on speed or something? I don't know how you're nope. not sleeping. I'm on this. Uh, concern for a friend's <laughs> well-being. Well, anyway, I'm going to get out of bed because, look, I appreciate it. You've been a good friend. I guess I'll say that. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go home. So thank you. Not, you sh- you're not. I'd prefer well, you to stay here until I determine. I'm getting that. out of bed. No, nope, you go should home. Get, so I'm gonna, not get out of bed. Sit up here you're and going oh, to, God, get back down. No, Mike, I, come on, you're raising enough. my enough, temperature. I'm getting angry now. Right, I'm going to get out of bed here. I'm going to slide my I'm feet out. I'm your caregiver. Oh. No, Mike, sit down I don't, in the bed. I don't need that. I'm going. Get down on the bed. What? No. Get down on the bed. No. Stop. I swear to God, if you try and make a bolt for it, I am out of here. No. Down. I... Ah! Oh, God. oh God! See what you've made me do! Do! do. do.